Welcome to another episode of The Quarantine Show. My name is Chivizo and let's get started. In this episode of The Quarantine Show, I called with my friend Amanda and we spoke about so many things like black immigrant women still in the process of integrating into the Canadian culture, her passion project. Overall, she had very exciting things to share about herself and about what she's doing. I think this is an episode that you're really going to enjoy. How are you coping with all these changes, with all this, everything that is going on? Well, um, it's definitely been a learning curve. I can say that for sure. Um, the thing is, like, it's kind of weird, though, because in my regular life, I'm an extrovert, like very, very social, always around people. Um, and on top of that, like, aside from a full time job, I also teach dance classes multiple times a week. So I don't rest. Like I rarely, rarely have time to myself and then I end up just burning out. So in a weird way, this has actually been relieving for me because I'm like, wow, everyone else is complaining. And I'm like, it's not that bad. Like <laughs> I'm actually sleeping. So in 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 a in a weird way, it's like a blessing for me. Like because I'm just having time for myself to rest. Yeah. Have you discovered anything you knew about yourself? Like, I'm, I'm asking everybody this kind of question, so I might just as well ask you. Have you learned anything new about yourself during this period? Hmm. Huh, what can I say that I've learned? Well, I guess I, as much as I am such an extrovert, my introvert tendencies are coming out because now it's like I'm spending so much time at home and by myself that even when people call me wanting to talk or wanting to come by and visit, I'm like, ah, it just seems like so much effort. Oh, <laughs> people are still coming to visit? Like, They're not staying home? You'd be surprised. There are a lot of people that are, I don't know if it's just like, you know how sometimes people don't take things seriously until it hits home? Yeah. I think it's a situation where a lot of people are like, okay, we have this chaos happening but it's not that serious so they're still going about their lives leaving their houses going out this that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I yeah i i don't know i don't know that's a great idea for them to be moving around during this period definitely not so maybe it's a good thing that i'm resisting maybe it's not really introverts Maybe it's just me having common sense. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. That is absolutely you having common sense and trying to tell them, hey, you stay back home till all this thing is over. You know? <laughs> but that's good. Possibly. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. um, for people who are listening to us right now who may not know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> sure. Um, so my name is Amanda. Um, what can I say about myself? Like I mentioned, I dance, so I perform and choreograph dance, well, teach dance classes and choreograph for productions and events in Calgary. 
Um, but that's kind of like my side hustle. My regular nine to five is working um, as a learner success advisor at Bull Valley College. So that's just a big word for basically saying that I work in student services and I support students who are facing different types of crisis. So you could imagine that right now people are facing crisis. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, even though I'm home, it's yeah, it's really busy, very overwhelming. Um, so that's been interesting. Um, I my family, my parents are from Nigeria, but I was born and raised, brought up in Canada. Um, so yeah, I would say people who know me, it's, it's like my whole identity. I always like to, to make jokes. And I say that my whole life is like a contradiction because it's like, you are Canadian, but you're technically not Canadian. Like Canadian people look at you and they're like, no, you are, you're, you're, where are you from? Even though you were born and raised in the same place they were born and raised, you know? So then you, you, you kind of learn to like, like I've said before, to take, both aspects, the good and bad of your culture and build an identity off of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm someone with a lot of layers, a lot of complexities, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think I consider myself pretty interesting as yeah. you'll probably get to find out. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I know that. I think I know that you're a very interesting person, but we're going to dig a lot deeper into that um, shortly. But I just want to circle back to something that you said. You were raised in Canada by Nigerian parents. Was it like navigating both cultures? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, it's wow, I don't even know. It's very interesting. So I think for the most part, um for Canadians, I would say that we really pride ourselves on like liberty and flexibility and like, you know, being independent. And when you grow up in a Nigerian home, yes, you may have independence, but not so much. Like there's still a lot of like, you know, okay, you have to respect your elders. You can't move out until you're married. Um, what are some of the other things? I don't know. There's so many that I can't even think of right now. Um, so I always felt like going home and going outside of my house felt like I was taking a flight to two different countries, you know, <laughs> because at home it's like, this is what I was taught. But then I leave my house and I'm being told the complete opposite. Um, so I think growing up, it was very difficult because of that, because you know, my friends, I remember being like a teenager and my friends could go out and party and come home whatever time they wanted, you know, and I had curfew to be home by like nine o'clock. <laughs> and if I tried to come home later, it would be a problem. So things like that. I've always been a bit of a rebellious and stubborn child to some extent. So I kind of still came home late anyways <laughs> and dealt with the consequences the next day. But yeah, for the most part, I would say that it's it's kind of conflicting at times. Oh, that's interesting. And I suppose it mustn't have been easy at all when you were growing up. But do you think that, um, how would you say that has changed you today? How would you say that has um, influenced like the kind of life that you're living today? Um, I think the the one thing I would say for sure is that it's it's helped me be very open-minded about things. Um, because like people who know me, I am someone like, even though I grew up, I grew up here, like I take trips to Nigeria on my own. Um, like I understand, I don't speak, my, my parents' native tongue is Igbo and I don't speak it fluently, but I understand it fluently. 
Um, so even if I like go back home to my village, like I, for more or less, I can communicate with elders and things like that. Right. So I think it's, it's really connected me on a deeper level, uh, where I can say like, you know, I, I'm, I see things like from an open-minded perspective because, you know, no offense to anybody, but sometimes people that embrace too much of their Canadian culture or too much of their Nigerian culture, they're a bit narrow-minded about certain things. And I think that that can be detrimental in some ways. So I think the good thing is like when I look at myself as an adult and the decisions that I've made, like there are so many things that I have achieved that, you know, my siblings weren't able to achieve and my siblings are much older than me. Um, or some of my friends, you know, for, for my age, like I've accomplished a lot of things that I feel like I wouldn't have been able to accomplish had I seen things from too much of a Nigerian perspective or too much of a Canadian perspective. I don't know if that makes sense, but oh, yeah, it just definitely. helped me kind of yeah yeah it's it's helped me see the world from multiple perspectives which i think is just an advantage in many ways you can you can't go wrong by being open open-minded right there's there's absolutely so much benefit in being open-minded and like you mentioned even in your relationship with other people you are in a much better position to deal with issues as they come up and you're in a more better position to sort of like uh relate with people and understand, you know, see where they're coming from and then adjust accordingly. So all around is a is a very great thing. I think it's a fantastic thing as well. And unfortunately, it's not something that you see a whole lot of these days, people being open-minded about things and at least hearing other people out and then thinking about things a little bit more objectively from, um, you know, from other people's perspective. You don't have that a lot this day, at least in my interaction with people. So all around, I think that's a great thing. Uh, having said that, though, uh, we both know lots of black immigrant women still in the process of integrating into the Canadian culture. Uh, what can you say to them to make this entire process a lot easier? <laughs> so I think a lot of people might get a bit irritated when I say this, but truthfully, um, you have to honestly step out of your comfort. I know for a lot of, and this is not even just immigrants, but just for black people or people of, of color in general, we always want to stick to our own people. You know, we, we have this narrative shaped from the media or shaped from other people's perspectives that, oh, you know, the, the white man is the enemy. We can't be around white people. But honestly, like, if you want to be successful in this country, like they always say, if you're in Rome, do like the Romans, you know, you, if you, if you, most, most of the white people that live in this place, they have connections they have families family members that are ceos or you know they've been here for so long that they've established themselves to a certain level and you have to tap into that and the only way you can tap into that is by integrating yourself in some way into their culture you know so whether that means i mean if your colleagues invite you out go out for a drink or two with your colleagues you know um try to just try to meet people step out of what you're used to because unfortunately if you stick to just people who are immigrants like you or people who have the same culture as you you know like i talked about that narrow-mindedness from the beginning like you're only going to see the world one way and these people who came like as immigrants just as you did they don't have that same like those connections that i was talking about before that like a white person might have you know so i think just generally like I said, if for as a woman, like if you really want to be able to navigate things, like just be open minded to the idea of being around people that are different from you. Um, what else could I say? 
Um, yeah, I think that would be the biggest thing. Um, and yeah, mostly just building those connections, building those networks. And um, yeah, I think I think that's all I would say. Awesome. You spoke about success, actually. So what does success mean for you? Like, how, how would you define it for you? For you? Mm. Success for me is, I, I look at it as like growth. So that's like, whether it's spiritual growth, mental growth, physical growth, whatever it is. I just look at like, if your life has been a certain way and I don't know, like maybe you're happy, but you're not exactly where you could be. Or maybe you are just like, you know, you, you feel like you're, you're in a place that doesn't bring you peace. Success is when you can finally have that self-awareness and build yourself up to get out of that position you're in before, you know? So I don't really look at success. Like I know a lot of people think of wealth or like, you know, social economic status, things like that as success. But for me, Success is just inner, it's inner peace. And that can come with, it could be money. It could be getting that job. It could be, you know, building a family, getting married. But most importantly, it's just growth that I, the way that I see it. Awesome. And you did mention a short while ago that um, you were a person with very complex layers. Can you talk Mm -hmm. a bit more about that? Can you dig into that a little bit more? Sure, sure. Um, Okay, so I think ultimately, like I said, like being raised um, in two different cultures, two different perspectives has kind of shaped my identity to see things um, differently than most people. Um, I also would say that, so my my mom actually passed away eight years ago. She was sick with cancer. I'm sorry to hear about that. That's okay. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I think like I was around the time that it happened, I was, I was in school, I was in university. I was still trying to, you know, navigate love life, navigate, um, you know, what I wanted to do with my career. And I would say like when it, when it happened, it happened in the middle of the semester, you know, and I've always been someone that like, no matter what's happening in my life, I don't allow it to stop me from getting to where I need to be. So I just continued on with the semester you know I don't think I ever really like took the time to heal from that um but I used like my art so dance I also write poetry I used those things to kind of like um like as an outlet for my emotions um so I think yeah like when I talk about myself being very complex I think it's just in terms of like navigating grief um and tying that into who I am today aside from the cultural context of things that I discussed earlier. Um, and aside from all the really deep stuff, because, you know, I don't want to get people in their emotions too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> let, let's, let's go on a bit of a happier note. Yeah, sure. Um, I also have, I, I have two older brothers. So as the youngest of the family with two brothers, um, I mean, I kind of grew up as a tomboy at some point in my life and then kind of realized that like, I don't know if I'm ever going to find love if I'm a tomboy. So then I kind of switched to being a little bit more of a, you know, very feminine. So I just, like I said, like my life has been shaped in such a way that I'm constantly exposed to things that just make me see the world very, very differently. Um, And so if anybody who's ever seen me dance, if they've ever seen my poetry, I express a lot of that in my work um, and just like really try to 
like I said, like embody all of these things that I talk about into putting it into my art. So, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of dancing, right, obviously you love dancing. And in fact, you're a member of a well-known group. You teach dance classes. So what inspired that passion? And could you talk about that a little bit and also talk about how the group that you're part of came to be? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So for dancing, I have been dancing since I was probably the age of two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We like, have like home videos of me in a diaper, like dancing to like Shina pizzas and stuff. Oh, it's pretty hilarious. I would love to see that. <laughs> that yeah, would be so interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I have been dancing since like before I could even walk properly. Um, and then I guess from there, like, you know, just being involved in the Nigerian community, like, well, yeah, the Nigerian community in Calgary, um, there were a lot of like youth groups and initiatives that they put on to like get um, kids involved in the community. And uh, it was mostly through dance and like language schools. So my parents just forced me to do those. Like I never really liked doing it, but because I could dance, it was just like, OK, this is something I'm good at doing. Let me just do it. Um, and then as a teenager up until adulthood, like my friends and I just formed dance groups. We would perform in school for school talent shows for different festivals and events in the city and that went on for years and years and years and years um but then you know some people got married had kids or different things here and there so the group the the original group that we had dismantled but um once i started like i took a break from dancing for a few years and then i got back into it just as a teacher not as a performer um but then I kind of was like, I was working with the same groups of people. And then from there, we just decided, okay, people need performances. There's not enough African dance groups in Calgary. So we might as well form something. And that's kind of how it just came to be like very spontaneous. That's interesting. I, 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 you know, um, like I've seen a couple of you guys uh, dance moves and I really find it very interesting. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's absolutely, it's, it's absolutely engaging to say the least and it's it's beautiful like watching you guys like um translate certain aspects of your culture like your nigerian culture and you know into some of those dance moves and you spoke about that Mm -hmm. earlier like expressing what you're all about in your art and that is absolutely um beautiful to behold so do you do what do you plan to do with this what do you like do you plan to take it to the next level and what is that next level so I think for for me like everything that I've done with art like whether it's poetry that I speak of or dance um it's really more just to give back to the community right so I'm like okay you know if I could do one performance that blows people away then I've I've done my job if I recite a poem that makes people cry or makes people you know um like I can build that emotional connection and give inspiration to people then I've done my job so really for me my next step is just to continue to support the community in Calgary because it's lacking a lot like you know a a lot of the people that take like I, I teach in a dance studio aside from the private stuff that I do and everybody says the same thing they're just like this dance style this art it's so beautiful but it's lacking there are not enough people in the city who are teaching this you know so I think I will feel 
accomplished enough if I can make that impact in Calgary. And if that takes me to another city, to another country, that would be awesome. But for now, it's just to build the community in Calgary. That's the biggest thing that I'm working towards right now. That's great. Fabulous. And are you going to have like a YouTube channel? Oh, I don't know if you have one already. Do you have one already? I do. I do. Oh, it's not look very at that. Active. Oh, okay. Um, I do have a couple of dance videos that I've recorded and put on there. But, you know, hopefully when this corona thing ends, I can get back <laughs> into making more videos. But, oh, sure. yeah, I'm I'm definitely trying to get more of a social media presence there. Interesting. Or you can as well, during this period, um, organize zoom classes zoom dance classes and have a few people join in i definitely for one would like to be part of it because I, I can't even dance to save my own life actually so um <laughs> but I, I i see how it can be so much fun to do and if you mm-hmm. ever get to organizing like a virtual dance class you know during this period i i think i'm gonna be one of many people to sign up today Awesome. Yeah, I've actually been putting that in the works, funny enough. Interesting. Um, that is something that definitely you should look out for. It's coming. <laughs> Lovely. So what's the future looking like for you? In terms of everything. Hmm. Like, I don't in know. In terms of what, sir? In terms of everything. 10 years, 15 years from now. Um, <laughs> 10 years, 15 years from now, what's the future like? So I repeat that. My, my thing kind of disconnected for a bit. Oh, no problem. I was saying, uh, what's the future looking like for you? 10 years from today, 15 years from today, like, how do you see yourself? Hmm. Where do you see yourself? Um, well, definitely 10 to 15 years. Well, I'm, I'm not married. Um, so I'm, I'm taking applications in my DM. Just kidding. Just kidding. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! So many people listening to this right now will be so happy to hear that. But trust me, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give away your your social media handle for now because I don't want you to get like have your social media DM box flooded with a lot of uh, I don't know requests. <laughs> I should say. But anyway, right now, continue, please. <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah, definitely marriage is something that is number one. Like, I, I grew up having a big family, and I would love to have, like, my nice little big family of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's something that I'm looking forward to. I think also just elevating my career. You know, I'm very happy where I am right now. Um, but I want to be in, uh, you know, a position of leadership at some point. Um and yeah, I think it's it, just the same with my dance, with, with my art and everything that I'm doing. I have passion projects that I, I will not reveal what those projects are um, for now, but I definitely want mm-hmm. to bring some productions to Calgary, like African-inspired productions. Um, because again, like, yes, we have things that are happening, um, but I think for... For people who are really involved in the art, it's literally like it's the same people. It's the same thing. It would be nice to bring something that people haven't seen before um, or haven't seen in a while. So I do have things that I'm working towards, um, like kind of like a five-year plan of putting these types of shows together. Um, 
but yeah, it's just with time, I would give more information about that. Um, but yeah, I say definitely it's just to, just to keep growing, continue what I'm doing, but uh, just to keep growing myself. Uh, doing something in the arts, it's a very good way of bringing certain things to people's consciousness. And that's an amazing thing that you've been doing with your dance. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, um, that's all the time we have. And thank you so much for making our time from your very busy schedule to sort of like have this conversation. Oh, man, it's over. I was getting comfortable. (laughs) And there's so much. there's, There's actually so much to talk about, actually. So much to talk about. So. Um, if you don't mind, we can reconnect some other time and then, you know, um, have uh, this kind of conversation again, but about some of the things that we weren't able to talk about at the time. For that sure. We For sure. I would love to. Okay. All righty. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Don't rush, slow touch, brown and white. I can go crunch, grab and buy. We can go bust, eye for eye. We can lose trust. Quite wrong, fizzy pop. Where you they go, go, we they go up. Catch my vibe, let me go off. Blam the trash, man, it's so tough. Alright, yo, put the belly on the body, make a catch. See no watch, now she wanna give crutch. Boy got peas, now she hopping in the pod. Man, a real life sugar gal, and I forget what. When she want dark, told her meet me at the top. Switching lanes the other day, I seen her waiting for a bus. Maybe this a month, clear sweater. Diesel denim, buy another one, my pockets fight like heather. Neck froze like I don't know no better. Benzo truck, white seats, and they lever. Go broke, never. On my grind, she make it clap like I'm Buster Rhymes. I got the juice, the sauce, and all them things. I blammed her twice a night with all my bling. Big Benz, I Drive, I brought that thing. Any girl you want, they want my thing. Don't rush, slow touch, brown and white. I can go country, grab and buy. We can go bust, eye for eye. We can lose trust. Quite wrong, fizzy pop. Where you they go, go, we they go up. Catch my vibe, let me go off. Climb the knife. And it's so tough. Flood my eyes, make a whole blush. Back of the tour bus, getting cool up. D square, got on de stress. Got a hand wash, new racks with the old nikes in the shoebox. Keep my stripes, no cuss. Pull up in a new plate, then she might just. She went trying to move bait when her eyes locked. New tints on the coupe, that's a head loss. Off my whites, right my rungs. Gucci my mum, while you to do your thumbs. Count my sums, this is gonna get long. Love my green, I'm trying to get strong. Trying to get on where I'm from. It's Yes, man don't take no dumb threats They see funds, they hop friends We been up, not up Next Don't rush, slow touch, brown and white I can go country, grab and buy We can go bust, eye for eye We can lose trust, quite wrong Fizzy pop, where you they go, go We they go up, catch my vibe Let me go off, climb the trash Man it's so tough Big truck, no clutch, wrist rolls, don't touch, French Siri, I'm so drunk, cause I can't drink and drive, where's my chauffeur, find the wipes off, whip the coca, I really hold this time I work, I don't flush, see, I was in the work, now my pen outside the top, Trey said they're best friends, I bet they both fuck, cause they both cuss, cause they said I sold drugs, and when you're down, ain't nobody around, watch they come back, when you blow up, 
I forgot my jacket, but my heated seats helped me warm up. First train to Inverary, I used to go up. It's ironic, I just sold out my show in Scotland. Used to say I wanna put Tottenham on a map, but one day I'ma change the map in Tottenham. Don't rush, slow touch, brown and white. I got good country, grab and bite. I can go bust, eye for eye. I can lose trust, quite wrong. Easy pop, where you they go, go, where they go up. Catch my vibe, let me go off, climb the ties. Man, it's so tough, 